0: So I'm going to cold open right here because we're going to start off uh, with some thanks. I want to shout some people out. To begin, I want to sh- say some thanks to our new patrons, Will at $2 a month and KGB at $5 a month. For you guys listening at home, $2 a month gets you the shows early and also our bonus show, Another Side, Another Story. We're talking about the Mega Man comics out there now. So if you guys are interested, you want to know about the lead up to the the crossovers, well, that's where you go. And $5 a month, obviously, you get that and the pre-show, which this episode's pre-show was very extensive, and I'm sure you guys will be very ecstatic to hear about it.
1: Yeah, we have we, we talked about a lot about a lot of announcements and so a lot of different going-ons.
0: Not mentioned, $15 a month, all that, and a video version of the podcast. So with that being said, I do have one more shout-out to finish us out on. I will have a very, very special shout-out to one listener, Robert, who emailed me. And offered me to send some comics from his old collection, and so after we talked a little bit, we decided what we wanted to do. He was gracious enough to send a little selection. So he first opened uh, with this little treat, Sonic Live.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's staring you right in the face, man. It's 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 right there, you yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it, it,
0: I can't believe Ken Pender's ripped off Persona 4.
1: Ayo A A A O A O. Don't, don't don't talk shit about about the GOAT, about about about, about the king. <laughs> all right. Oh
0: man. That was comic number 1, the second comic he was kind enough to send. Uh Sonic Super Special number 7,
1: which is the Image Comics crossover which uh you know.
0: You know. You know. You know. You, we've all seen the special episode. You know. <laughs> and now with that out of the way, he I, I, I chose some more. I also received issues one ninety-five and one ninety-six, of course, the Hedgehog Havoc arc, also known as the Super Scourge arc.
1: Couldn't say no. They're both they're both great issues. We we covered them pretty recently, so like, yeah.
0: Yes, of course. And speaking of comics we covered pretty recently, couldn't let the opportunity slide without grabbing issue two hundred, of course. Of course. Of course, of course, of course of course so robert thank you very much this was very kind of you it will stand on display uh for time immortal as far as i am concerned
1: yeah uh thank you for sending those comics to to speed into the show and uh we, we we really appreciate it if you guys want to do something similar uh reach out to me or speed on twitter or email or whatever or on patreon and we can have a discussion and we can talk about some stuff and now let's get into the show proper Mobius Eggman closing in on his ultimate goal Gotta call my team Back at Old not Hole It's Sonic and the Freedom Fighters Sally the princess, one of a kind Bunny always there to get you out of a bind Rona the genius looking through the archives Your tail's
0: flying fast, got dreams sky high one's a jerk it's sonic and the freedom fighters and now we're back welcome to the archie sonic digest the only show where we have actual hopes and dreams and nice things to talk about about sonic the hedgehog we're the only people who talk nice about
1: sonic the hedgehog can you believe that wow it's it's 2021 and we're talking positively about sonic the hedgehog on the internet how dare we how dare dare we 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 need we need to be set we need to be sent back to uh to reset era where uh we'll just get clowned on for for talking positively and uh you know people jerk off nintendo (laughs) of course
0: so the who are these heinous criminals you may ask my name is
1: speed here is my co-host aaron as well how's it going buddy i i be doing work and i be end walking critically acclaimed game uh, no longer available for purchase fuck off we're full (laughs) pools closed Oh, God.
0: (laughs) To talk about the comics we're about to get into proper, I want to give a little behind the scenes talk. When I, like, take notes about the comics that we have set up for a certain episode, what I like to do is I just, you know, read through them, write my notes on a notepad program in front of me. And normally I only do, like, two, maybe three individual comics a session, just because, like, I have other things to do and, you know, I, I, you know, take some time. But. Not this time, guys. I don't know what it was, but the stories that was presented in these comics just, like, kind of, like, got to me. I was really, really engaged with this. So much so, I just binged all of it. I took notes on every single comic in one session to the point where my eyes felt like they were in a frying pan. (laughs) I went to sleep at 6.30 in the morning after doing that. But you know what? It was worth it. Because I just couldn't Damn. stop. I... Damn, bitch! That's a lot of comics! <laughs> I couldn't stop. I was very, very engaged. So, Aaron, do you have any pre-notes before we
1: head in? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually, after the last recording of uh, the last episode for we did for the mainline comics, um, I actually just read, like, 20 issues ahead. <laughs> because I was really invested and I was really engrossed. And um, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you guys, like, This is a great arc. I like a lot. I really like that Ian takes like a really risky move and just says, yeah, we're going to throw things back into chaos, but like in a different kind of way. And we're not going to make the solution easy. Right? Like to me I think that's what I enjoy so far, right? Like it feels like a lot with the Eggman stories and a lot of the Eggman arcs the solution is very like singular. Like it feels like you you know what to do. But with the Iron Queen arc, it's it's pretty pretty tough to uh to to gauge uh like what's going to happen. So I feel like we should just start and we should start talk and we should sort of Get into it. Let's get into it. Our first comic tonight,
0: Sonic the Hedgehog number 202. Flynn, of course, the writer, Stephen Butler, doing the art. So we open off the last episode. Sonic and Monkey Con are making their way into the ruined New Megapolis fighting their way through the Dark Egg Legion, Khan asking why would these people side with the Dominion after losing on Eggman's side, with Laynda flying in to claim, oh, we're, we're not going to pander to the Guardian or his
1: allies, and she demands a surrender. Okay, wait, we already have our, I need my first comment here. Linda, why are you demanding surrender against the guy who's literally dismantled your forces how many times? And did it in the biggest way possible, like what, two minutes ago? You're irrelevant. Nobody cares. Monkey Khan literally says, your bitch, get out the fuck out. I don't give no quarter and no sympathy to allies of the Iron Dominion and hits her with a big old blast of lightning. Based. Based. We
0: love him. But uh, she calls in the Yagyu, bat ninjas who have Sonic on the ropes. Lando clearly enjoying that the small numbers just got doubled. So he's just asking what the deal is with these people. Khan says that these people are the Yagyu clan who fell to the Iron Queen when she defeated their leader, the Bride of Rich Knights. To which Khan also says that Bride is an honorary title, I'll explain later. I just hope that the three other clans are not here.
1: To which Sonic reels back of like, what do you you mean three? What do you mean? Yeah, so all four clans are under her control, which means that she's got, like, a literal ninja army, and, and you know, or, or Eastern eastern Asian army with all sorts of magic. It's uh, going to be uh, very interesting, to put it lightly.
0: Yeah, so Lane Dog calls to her legionnaires to start blasting in backup support, and when a laser beam singes Khan, he retaliates by throwing his staff and shooting out lighting, while he and Sonic are actually starting to gain ground, they are stopped by hearing a thum and the ground shaking. So in comes the Iron King, proclaiming that his tremor mace has hungered for the day to meet Sonic the Hedgehog once again. Upon meeting this lovely gentleman, Sonic asks Khan, uh, you know, hey, remember, remember when we met this guy last time? We had to use uh the special weapon? What's it called? The fan of Fen You know, you you, you you might have that. Do you have
1: that? Khan just like, Nope, nope. <laughs> they uh, they took that shit for his collection. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Khan just asks Sonic, "Cover me. I'm going back for my staff." And on the count, they rush in. Sonic homing attacks the king right in the chest, but is deflected by his heavy armor. And when Khan grabs his staff, charged with lightning to hang, hit the Iron King over the head, but's blocked by his mace and thrown off. So now they're reeling, trying to get back up. Sonic sees he's being tapped on the shoulder by Espio, and he's actually relieved, saying, oh, great, we got backup, thank God. But uh, Khan says, hold on, wait, he's one of the
1: Shinobi clan. But Sonic is like, what you, Shinobi clan? What are you talking about? He, he's with the Chaotix. And then Espio just clocks him in the fucking mouth. So
0: Khan's a little pissed that Sonic once again does not listen, but as he's recovering, he's struck by Lynx, Khan seeing that he's one of the Raiju clan, but doesn't recognize him specifically. He introduces himself as Lightning Lynx, servant to the Bride of the Conquering Storm on these shores, and with honor restored. Pin in that. Sonic is blocking Espio's attacks, trying to get answers out of him, but Espio won't respond. It's not mind control, he can at least tell, but Sonic shakes him off and is dogpiled once more by more of the Yagyu. Khan deflects a kick from Lynx... And given his name is Lightning Lynx, he declares, I'll show you lightning, and launches a boat directly under him. But he's shot in the back by a legionnaire. And with him and Sonic down, Sonic remembers, oh hey yeah, I forgot this was just a recon mission. Uh, let's cut our losses and go. But uh, with Khan and Sonic surrounded, the Iron King gloats. Ah, the champions of the East and West defeated. Swear fealty to me and my queen, and you may let live. So Sonic just goes, "I don't know what's your dental plan like? Sarcasm's lost on him. Don't even bother. Uh, pity. Thanks for the offer, Kingy. But we'll pass.
1: There goes our dental plan. Amy needs braces. Dental plan. Amy needs braces. Dental, dental plan. plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I I, I had to. <laughs> of course. Sonic
0: and Khan are escaping on his Nimbus Cloud. Leandah orders the Legion to shoot them down, but the King calls it off. The enemy is wounded. Go let them tell of their failure, and the morality will poison the would be heroes. So, back in Pneumo Metropolis, Sonic calls Knuckles, Sally, and Elias to speak on what he and Khan did, saying that although Eggman is done and done, the Dominion has basically taken his place. In addition to Espio going rogue, we're kinda back to square one. And Knuckles is kinda taken aback a little bit. He thought Espio was from Rainbow Valley on Angel Island. I know there was no Ninja Clan there. But regardless, Elias asks Sonic, report this to the full council tomorrow. And Sally goes to check on Khan, seeing him down a little bit. So they do their little peasantries, they get in a little closer. But Sally just says, hey... Don't let this defeat eat you. We've faced worse setbacks than this. And he agrees, but he says, It's just one more in a long list of failures for me. What kind of king have I turned out to be? So this is a little bit of a revelation here as to technically Monkey Kong being the uh, the king of the free people is his proper title. We'll touch on that in a second, but that is the end of
1: the story. But our story B is uh, rather interesting.
0: So written by Ian Flynn, and we have a new artist here by the name of Jamal Peppers, who is a longtime Sonic fan. He even works on the IDW comics right now, so you know what? Love to see it. We're we're happy to have you, Jamal. We're lucky to have you.
1: Jamal Peppers' art is uh, it's very good, as always. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the bad art curse has been mostly broken. So yeah, I I, I like his art. So we open. With uh, Snively and the Iron Queen having some alone time. You know, just laughing about the day's events, you know. And then Snively asks an interesting question. You know, I know all about me and where I came from, but I know very little about your past. Regina regretfully answers that, you know, hers isn't a very happy story, but if you insist. Lore dump! So... The Iron Queen was born into a cult of techno mages. She was taught to control the electrical impulses found in all active electronics and how to send them out at will. She could read electronic signals, see how they moved and with some practice learn to control robotic devices. The good times, however, did not last. Magitech was illegal and the cult was arrested. The high chancellor at the time showed me mercy due to my age. I was allowed to live in exile, which
0: obviously the, the text does not say this explicitly, but it does imply that they were given the death penalty as a result because the initial line is just like, oh, they were all arrested. But yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, essentially. While she was in exile, the Great War was just beginning, so she couldn't take refuge among the Mobians. Uh, Not that she would have wanted to, anyways, according to her. She wandered the world, running from each new threat that was thrown at her, but she survived the last of her cult, and she would make sure that their craft would not only survive, but dominate the entire planet. She traveled for years, honing her skills until she reached what would be the heart of her own empire. The Dragon Kingdom. It was there that she met a warlord, Jun-kun, who would be my ticket to a swift rise to power. And he became the Iron King as a result. Civilly asked though, how did you come to serve my uncle as the regional sub-boss? So that's the end of 202. What an interesting little lore dump, huh? Yeah, it it definitely feels like um, you know, I won't say that the story that Regina has is very like original, but it's succinct and it makes sense, you know. Yeah, and I I think it I think you know it's the the. The exiled from the world uh, wants to take revenge, and you know she just kind of says, "Fuck it, I'm riding the the Iron King to power."
0: Now we touch back up on Sonic Two Oh Three Flynn and Butler once again the creative team. So we open on um just some some kids are just throwing rocks at Monkey Con to saying he should leave, which is hilarious. <laughs> Sonic just comes in saying, like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Why are you acting like this? They say, well, he came here yelling mean things about you, Sonic. You, He ruined Mina's concert. Like, come on. And Sonic is like, yeah, okay, I, I understand. But, like, you can't just attack him. Yeah, but you did. You spin-dashed him. Which it just goes to show Sonic the Hedgehog is not a, not a good role model for the kids. What a surprise,
1: huh? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's very in-character. Khan, however uh actually just something rather different than what we're used to from him which is the aggression he basically just says you don't need to defend me refutes again i've already apologized to miss mongoose and her band i'm sorry i in the concert for you as well sonic immediately picks up on this says it's to call tells the the kids that she's telling rosie about the the rock throwing and she's rated the three of you better than that so khan is pissed sonic basically saying uh, what the fuck was that where's your temper con essentially replies saying uh, i'm working on the temper you're not helping no man i like this very distinguished humble even <laughs> which con replies and uh fucks up uh sonic and says uh, you of all people are talking to me about humiliate <laughs> humility uh sonic replying don't blow it out now with that crown of yours, you're almost princely. Did you have some prophecy about being king? And then Khan snaps, breaks out the energy staff, screams at him, I'm no king. I was not even nobility when Robotnik stole everything from me. Uh, staff pointed directly at Sonic's neck, by the way. <laughs> Khan now yelling about how the entire homeland is in shambles, the four houses warring over every stinking hill, commenting that Robotnik coming in uh, and then the sponsors that he put up for the blasted Iron Dominion everyone caught in the middle needed some ray of hope and then they attached that prophecy of the monkey king to me and then i failed them just like i failed to help you yesterday now there is something
0: interesting going on here is that he is being very very non-distinct as to what he means by failed them we are going to touch up upon that but there is a very specific reason as to why he's being non-descriptive sonic just says hey man look Don't sweat it. The fight's not done yet. The bad guys are not on the offensive yet. Just as Nicole triggers the panic alarm, we got hostiles at the city wall. Find shelter immediately. Sonic's saying I'm getting real tired of this irony thing. Sonic calls for Nicole and materializes next to him. We have two hostiles who scaled the wall over before the shield could be raised, being Snively and the Iron Queen. Something, though, feels like my network is being distorted. I don't know what it is, but like, yeah. And Sonic is pumped. To have a little reversal of yesterday. But then we move to see Khan having a face of panic. And he just runs away. To Sonic and Nicole's surprise. Now overhead, we see Snively and the Iron Queen. She takes the places quaint for the seat of power for the region. As Sally comes up to them, calling to surrender. Do so peacefully, or we will use force to bring you to justice and with the dismissal of her call uh, she sends in bunny and tails to fly up there but uh, that turns out to be a little bit of a mistake on the account of the fact that the iron queen sees bunny as half robian and uses her magitech abilities to take over bunny's robotic limbs she hits tails in the gut losing control of the limbs and the iron queen brings bunny to her saying con i can see Khan did not give you the warning of my techno-magic. My powers let me command all sorts of machinery. So now, attack. As Bunny is sent down, fighting her fellow freedom fighters. And everyone is scrambling to stop her, but Bunny is screaming for everyone to just run away from her. And now we see her fist heading right for Antoine. He is shocked, unable to move, but Bunny is able to wrestle control away for just a second to move away from him. But... Sonic comes under her to direct Bunny into something Nicole rigged up out of nanites, a makeshift cage to hold Bunny for the time being. And while she's cooped up inside, Bunny realizes her arm cannon was engaged, and it blasts her way out of the cage. And on the other side, Khan saved the kids from the cannon blast, and with tears in their eyes are begging him to help Bunny. But he says he can't, but they insist he does it. It's his job. Use your lightning powers. And he only looks on at the fight with hesitation. And now Bunny once again. She's right next to the Iron Queen looking ragged. On account of the fact that she's only half Robian, Bunny doesn't
1: have a battery. So the usage of her robotic parts drain her life force. I actually, I I did not know this. Has this ever been said before? Uh,
0: it's been implied, but it's never explicitly said.
1: Well, it's now implicitly said.
0: The, uh, rest of the Freedom Fighters are trying to recollect. Sally's trying to call the Chaotix, except for Julie Sue, as the Iron Queen declares Bunny having the honor of serving her new queen until the end, and prepares to fire another arm cannon shot into the sky to drain her life. But, that's where Khan flies in, sweeping at her with his staff, Bunny falling down and being caught by Antoine, but thankfully, she's just passed out, so Sally sees... So, Sonic, rush her to Freedom HQ away from this madwoman. Now, I want to take a second to pause here to note something in the art. A lot of the time when Bunny is being controlled like this, you can actually see her, like, having a panic look on her face and actually crying. Because there was a story extremely early on. I'm talking, like, sub-issue 25, where there was a short B-story... Of Bunny having a nightmare where her Robian parts were taking over and becoming fully roboticized via her robotic parts. And that was an actual, just a nightmare. Her worst nightmare being a scenario where her body is being turned against her friends. And we're seeing that being played out in a
1: long callback. They hit so deep with these cuts, man. I I just, it's kind of wild, you know? Yeah, you know, I respect that so
0: much of just Ian going to the backlog and just going, hey, yo, you probably don't remember this, but like when you know, you know.
1: You know, you know.
0: So the Iron Queen is surprised to see Monkey Khan, uh you're not so much of a coward after all. And he demands, while trembling through it, you need to leave, to which she responds, Ah, pretending to still have authority king of the free people, as Snively extends arms from his eggmobile, snatching Khan's powering crown from his head, saying now you will be an excellent pawn. Vector and Mighty come in as Amy is told to get Tails to Dr. Quacks, as Khan only screams for everyone to run. We now see a shot, Khan being taken over by the queen's techno-magic. The girl only had a few robotic parts, but your cybernetics run through your entire body. And now, fully back under her command, the Iron Queen commands Khan, burn the city to the ground. Now, while that's the end of the story, I do need to make the note. This was old lore with this character, but Monkey Khan is a cyborg. The idea was that this was a creation, quote-unquote, of Robotnik to be like the next step of roboticization. So, effectively, what he did was create a super soldier out of just some rando in the woods. But... Uh, he was not able to be like fully controlled. little too aggro for Robotnik's liking. So, deemed the experiment a failure, put him in in a cave, locked it away for like 10 years until Sonic found him. That's the story.
1: Monkey Khan is a Malder. You heard it here first, folks.
0: There's your little lore touch-up. That's why these things are going on. So, let's move on to story B of this story. And a very, very interesting one, I think. So, Flynn and Pepper's the creative team on this one. We open on Knuckles on Angel Island, in front of the Master Emerald. He's thinking back on the situation, especially with Espio going rogue, Nicole being able to confirm that, of course. But Knuckles hears something from behind, and when he turns around, he sees Espio, the two exchange their quiet pleasantries, and only look at each other. Espio says the Bride of the Four Houses rules my clan now, so I must perform my duties. Knuckles asking, what do you mean Bride of the Four Houses? Espio says, I'm not allowed to say, as he pulls a kunai out of his wrist guards. So, seeing that, Knuckles takes a fighting stance. The Master Emerald is the most powerful artifact on Mobius, a would be prize for a conqueror. Sure wish a friend was here to help me protect it. And Espio only responds, Too bad for you. He throws the kunai, Knuckles dodges, and Espio jumps over to the emerald to get down onto the ground. Knuckles tries to follow. But Espio catches Knuckles by his dreads. He's holding Knuckles by the dreads in one hand, Kunyai in the other, as Knuckles is about to lose balance off the edge of the island. And that's the end of 203, but gotta say, SBO, not cool, bro. Don't fuck with the dreads. Yeah, what this, the fuck?
1: this this is kind of fucked. I gotta say, though, for a short story B, the paneling work here is immaculate. It is very, 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 very easy and readable, and a lot of the dual shots that they do with SBO and Knuckles are super cool. Give it a read if you can, uh... you'll, you'll appreciate the artwork and the the pacing. It's, it's, it's a cool little, 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 little thing. But
0: the show must go on. Sonic number 204, Flynn and Butler, the creative team on this story. We open Monkey Khan, the divine weapon of the Iron Dominion. The only ones now left to fight are Vector, Mighty, Sally, and Antoine. But he flies through the four. One of the kids is actually seen trying to call out to him. But he only sees them as targets. And when he smashes his staff down, Sonic comes in to save the kids. Tells them, Bunny is safe right now. Were you throwing rocks at him again? No, no, no. He turned evil. But Sally comes in to explain. He didn't turn evil. The Iron Queen used techno magic to take control of Khan after removing his power ring crown. It's the same thing she did to Bunny. And also important to see, Antoine's in the back of the shot looking really pissed
1: that man fucking furious he's he's listen listen can we talk about antoine being a wife guy and you need to understand that all right bunny will make the money and antoine will serve the king And make and cook and clean and do everything that he's got to do. Because he cares that much about his, uh, about, about his, his love. And fellas, look, that is king shit. That is true king shit, all right? Being so confident in your masculinity that you're okay with being a wife guy, that's how you know you're based. We support the Anton character growth. Love it, love it. Love it, love it. Fucking love it. Okay, so
0: now we see sonic understands all right khan needs to be contained and while he's rearing for a fight sally just asks, don't hurt him
1: too badly <laughs> <laughs> and which uh, sonic speeding ahead says don't hurt him she says <clears throat> <laughs> so no, they
0: they they rush towards each other sonic dodges a hit trying to to talk to him You've been under control like this before, man. You said you'd never let anyone control you like this again. You're too stubborn to let her voodoo work on you. Snap out of it, man. But the Iron Queen laughs. You're just wasting your time. My control on him is absolute due to how extensive the cybernetics in his body are. And Snively mocks that the powering crown may have offered some protection, but, uh, not anymore, as the arms from the Eggmobile snap the crown in two. So... She says the pawn will raise the city, just as he did in the Dragon Kingdom, and your city will burn to the ground. But, Sonic has an idea. Guys, I'm gonna go to the power, to the Lake of Rings, you guys stall him. He runs off, but he comes in, Monkey Khan does, to smash them with his staff. But, Antoine comes in
1: to intercept, holding his staff with his
0: sword. Faced
1: Antoine fucking starts spitting i am suggesting you're getting ze move on then <laughs> and sonic is kind of in shock he's like wow it's one i'm on my way fuck this <laughs> shit sonic speeds off anton balls bigger than i've ever seen on him before you tell us nothing useful about the enemy or that you are z liability and if i lose my wife it is because of you and then anton gets hit to the goddamn stomach but you know what that man did his job a fucking hero to the end. Yeah, you know what? He
0: he may have been hit to the ground, but you know that crown is still on his head. Oh, a king, a
1: true king. We 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 stand the legend. Sally comes in for the kick, but <laughs> gets uh thrown off balance by Monkey Khan. Vector and Mighty come in for another assault, and then are locked on to Monkey Khan as, <laughs> as a result of him uh charging up a big old attack. A real <laughs> big boy. A real, real, real big t- uh, big boy called uh, Tumultuous Thunder Clap of the Enraged. Uh, truly an anime attack name if I've ever seen one. Sonic, meanwhile, is pacing around, very cutely I might add, uh, waiting for the Lake of Rings to deposit a ring. But Nicole explains that because the rings are a byproduct of the energy conversions from Robotropolis' nuclear fallout... It takes time, time that Sonic does not have as Nicole attempts to reroute some power, but Monkey Khan has shown up. A ring appears in that very moment, Sonic grabbing it, getting tussled into the water with Monkey Khan as Sonic pops the goddamn ring right on his head and Monkey Khan comes back to reality. Are you back with us, MK? A dejected and borderline broken Monkey Kong says, not really. This is why you were so angry when you saw us celebrating. This is why you said there were no freedom fighters to contact in the dragon kingdom. This is why you got all bent out of shape when I raged on you about being king. Yes. It's all my fault. All right. This is, this is good. This is good. There, There's some real fucking pathos here. God damn. The fact that Monkey Khan literally, like, has the guilt of knowing that he probably killed a lot of fucking people. He's just—he's just gonna cause more problems if he tries to fight because of the cybernetics in his body. It's um—he's got a lot of—he's got a lot of trauma,
0: guys. I—that's—I think that's yeah. understatement of the millennium. But a lot of trauma in that boy's head. Upon seeing this scene, the Iron Queen tells Snively, "Fall back. We've had our fun." And now they don't trust Khan. So I think we got what we needed here. Let's go home. And uh, with a tap of his nose, he happily agrees. The villains are flirting, bro. It's disgusting. Khan tells Sonic, with Sally and Antoine coming behind, he thought he could control himself with a power ring. The Iron Queen used me to destroy the Dragon Kingdom Freedom Fighters and released me right after that just to mess with his head. Tried to fight on his own, but he wasn't able to to keep up. He doesn't want to be alone. But it's like he's back in that fault he was trapped in for years. But Antoine? Face Antoine.
1: No, he's not having this shit. He's fucking done. Walks up to Khan, grabs him by his gi and says, you choose now to be telling me? Now that that my wife is nearly lost, did you not think she would use that like against you?
0: Even though Sally's like trying to hold him back, Khan is like, no, no, no. He's right, but the voice of the kids who have been hanging around, uh, say, Khan, you're wrong. We lost our own parents to Robotnik way back when, and sometimes we feel like it was our fault too. We're too weak to fight, but Rosie took us in. We learned to help on our own way and to support each other, and because everyone is strong together, then we're strong as a result. So they ask him in the cutest, kindest way a child can. Can you be strong for us if we're strong for you?
1: Ah, Con agrees. It's a very, very, very cute little moment. Um, I do like that one of the overarching themes that I think that um, Ian is really trying to bring back in. And this is something that I feel like Penders, you know, because he cared way too much about all this hyper-specific shit that nobody gave a fuck about, right? What does war do to people? right like how does it affect everyone and i think this is this is a really good arc that talks about sort of some of the fallout outside of mobius and how that affects people and the the sequence of events that 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 caused it this moment really hits because it's just like there's a lot of relatability and i appreciate that the time is being taken to have this conversation and Con is not just being told to get the fuck over it. He's actually being told you have to learn to empathize with your feelings. And be honest. And not only
0: that, come to terms with the fact that hey, you may have been used as a tool, but you know, is it really your fault in particular?
1: You know, that's another question that kind of has to be dealt with. Sally and Con hug. They they make up. Sally's trying to be very nice uh, Antoine and Khan have a little handshake saying, you know, Khan saying, can i can I'm sorry be a starter? Beast Antoine, Oi, and I am sorry for my frostingness. Oh, what a king. We love him. And, and Sonic kind
0: of eggs Antoine on about his old, uh, yellow streak. Can bring it up right now. I know. I got a list. Stop it.
1: <laughs> and that's our boy. That's our boy. Glad, glad to see the love-hate the love the love-hate shit, you know? <laughs> Sally
0: leaves to take the kids back to Rosie, Check in on Tails as well. Antoine leaves to HQ to check on Bunny. Sonic offers to him a lift after he checks in with Khan. All right, Khan, let's recap. The Iron Dominion are running to Empire now. They got the Legion plus the four clan house on their sides. Two bases, the Egg Dome, and their original base in the Iron Kingdom, right? Yeah, that's all right. Okay, so we got a checklist of butt-kicking all set up. So Sonic runs to check that his stuff is in order. Uh, have fun fishing your staff out from the
1: lake. Meanwhile. Oh, this is so, this is so good shit. So Snively uh, takes a little moment in the uh, madness, of course, to go check on dear old Ivo. It's a pity you're so far gone, Uncle. I'd like you to appreciate how well things are going without you. Sonic's been beaten twice in as many days. We have a sizable army, even if it isn't made of robots, as Eggman is just sort of... babbling. I'm treated decently for once. Princely! I found love, you domineering oaf! As Eggman continues to babble. Oh, forget it. No point in gloating when you can't understand me.
0: And as he walks away... Eggman mutters, must do away with Kodos. No crab meat, that's my cookie. More ore for the ultimate annihilator. Hate that hedgehog. Cell block override authority epsilon gamma gamma. Wanna ride the Pasha? Tastes like Clucky. But with the override code being heard, the lock on his cell door opens. And that's the end of that story.
1: Interesting that our uh, lead-in to the next story uh, is that Eggman has seemingly done an escape uh obviously it's uh very interesting that they've decided to sort of bring him back into the fray but but there's a huge asterisk on that uh, yeah because let's be real uh eggman's kind of fucking gone a little just a touch just a touch but we have a the sequel to our part two flynn and peppers uh, Picking up where we
0: left off, Knuckles understands. Espio, have you really turned your back on the Chaotix? Have you joined the Iron Queen and their clans? You would steal the Master Emerald, drop this island into the ocean, give her that much more power? You'd really do that? And Espio, Kunyai, still in hand, says, of course I would. I'd have to destroy you before you'd let me take the Emerald. Do you even need to ask? Of course you will. I'll give up everything to stop you.
1: To, to set the mood, there's a moment where it's just a single panel: Knuckles hanging on the precipice, SBO grabbing the kunai in hand. Nothing. No, no dialogue. It's just them looking at each other. SBO pulls Knuckles back in. Then I have conflicting orders. I am unable to act for now. So this is where things start to get uh, interesting. We start to learn a little bit about what's going on. So Knuckles obviously asks, "Who are you getting this from? What is happening? You have to tell me what's going on. You have to give me some sort of of clue." The only chameleons I know about live in Rainbow Valley. I can help you, but I need you to tell me what's going on. SBO replies, there might be a way. But you would have to break the hold of the Bride of the Four Houses. So Knuckles is kind of confused, but he needs an explanation here, right? There's a, there's a great panel where Knuckles is just confused as shit, doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. He's just like he's squinting really hard. Really good panel. But basically. S.P.O. explains that the title or the leader of a clan is called a bride. They are wed to their houses, formally, and and their clan, in turn, is wed to them. So, the brides are the bosses, and then if the Iron Queen is the bride of the four houses, she's the boss of the four clans. Exactly. All of them mortal enemies, but now bound to her will. Now, I, I kind of want to comment on
0: Knuckles' characterization, because we have not seen in a long time of Knuckles not being, like, the most brightest character in this whole group, but, like, he gets it. He just needs a little, he just needs his hand held every now and again. And I kind of appreciate that little, like, that being thrown in here.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's real, real good. It's a real fun moment. So, basically, Knuckles says, okay, I've got it then all we have to do is get them to break away and you can do whatever you want again, right? Espio says, Uh, actually, no. Uh, then I would only serve the Shinobi clan and the Bride of Constant Vigil. Knuckles is very confused now, asking about lightning links. Say, And Espio responds saying that he is a former exile from the Raiju clan, the Bride of the Conquering Storms, who is the head of his family, right, is serving the queen in New Megalopolis. And Espio says... Uh, I spent too much time here, just watch out. So Knuckles, <laughs> he's confused as shit still. He says, wait, I'm getting turned around. Where are the other clans? And he's like, I- I've said too much. But if your orders were conflicting, then what did, did, did Constant Vigil want you to do? Espio and he just fades. Uh, Knuckles is, is kind of fucked up by this, uh, saying good luck out there, my friend, and, and be careful. Which leads us into The end of this issue. Um, Really good issue. A lot of good stuff here. Uh, I like the back and forth between Knuckles and Espio, and it's not really that it's not that subtle, but you can tell that Espio is so conflicted right now. He is fucked up. Oh
0: yeah, that that he's got like a storm going on in his head right now because as we've mentioned before, you know, Shinobi are very duty bound, very honor bound. Their clan should come first. But obviously sbo has been a little bit uh spent too much time in deep cover you could think of it as issue 205. Flynn and
1: Butler the creative team. We start the panel from last issue Eggman opening the cell. Snively actually running back hearing the the sound, right? You know, saying, uh, "Did you manage to break something, Uncle?" I do hope it was something. See, ah, and he's just fucking as Eggman busts the door open, screaming at the top of his lungs, sniffling. What are you doing out here, Snooping As yes, usual, he did it. He said the line. <laughs> said the line. He said the line. He said the line.
0: <laughs> I remember when this issue first came out. And people were like basically doing our reaction, like, holy shit, the line.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um it's great because uh uh mentally unstable Eggman is able to drop these uh wacky crazy lines from other Eggman. I don't remember, but I feel like Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog references will be plenty abound as a result. Uh but uh Snively is pleading for his life. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on, right? <laughs> you know, he's just like just, just get back at the cell, just the and Eggman's like, no. I must destroy the hedgehog <laughs> right now. <laughs> and Sniffly he, he's just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's so confused. He's like, "What is happening? Where is he going?" <laughs> oh, voice chat, uh, voice command, open channel to all forces. All Dark Legion and Yagu Ninja, report to the detention level immediately. <sighs> and then he
0: runs into the Iron King. Then he asks, "Oh, what are you? What, what's wrong? What? What's wrong here?" So he reports that Eggman escaped. And the Iron King grabs Snively and he's pissed thinking that he betrayed them. But in his panic insists, look, I I, I don't know how he got out, but we need to put him back in before he escapes. But they hear something outside. (laughs) We see Eggman piloting some kind of turtle robot and also... Important to note, his left arm is covered in mechanical trinkets, akin to the old roboticized arm of the classic design. He is screaming, I am warlord Dr. Julian Ivo Eggman Robo Kintobor Mach 2. My word is law, my law is the will. And he's trampling various legionnaires in Yagyu in his path, and he just screams, I will destroy the blue one you know, he's the obstacle that always gets in my way.
1: Base, base, <laughs> Ian, you're so based, You have to stop. You're too based, bro. <laughs> this is this is just pure fun. I I I love that the ever living fuck out of this. So Sively and the Iron King <laughs> inform the Iron Queen of what's going. But meanwhile, we
0: turn to New Mobotropolis, the uh, the Tommy Turtle Memorial Hospital. Oh. <laughs> So Sonic and Khan come in to check on Bunny. She's doing all right. Just needed some rest. Yeah, Quack says. That and an infusion of electrolytes and constant supervision through the night. Khan came in to drop off flowers, an apology for putting her in danger, but she passes it off. I'm I'm used to danger, but thanks for the flowers. Quack says, yeah, the flowers are real nice. You didn't leave your bed to go get them and do exactly what I told you not to do, right? And Sonic says, Doc, relax. I was with him the whole time. And he responds, like, that's supposed to make me feel any better? You're walking disaster magnet here, kid. I am walking here. I'm the doctor. He definitely <laughs> has, like, that New York accent, you know?
1: No, nah, I know. It's, 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 it's great. Quack reiterates,
0: magical possession is serious. Techno magic, on top of that, makes it way worse. You two should have been here the moment you got freed. But you got here just in time, thanks to Sonic. So, hey, no harm, no foul, right? He asks, as Quack just like, ah, I, I give up. And he walks away. Bunny reassures him to Khan. We all make mistakes. I forgive you what happened. And Antoine repeats the same. Con says, I don't deserve your kindness, but thank you. Nicole materializes in, warning that she pinged something large inbound near the Great Forest. So Sonic goes to check it out con wants to follow behind but quack stops him go back to you the room and rest like the good doctor told you to sonic says uh you'll be with me in spirit buddy so sonic runs to the great forest thinking that the iron dominion might be trying to fuck with him but he finds the turtle mech eggman was piloting ripping up a tree eggman in the cockpit looking for Hole.
1: It wasn't un- it wasn't under that tree either. By the way, is what he says. <laughs> and
0: Sonic's uh, taken a little aback. Clearly, his mind's not all there. So Eggman sees a Mobian, thinking, "Oh, maybe he could point me to Knothole. Hole." Takes a second to process. Oh, it's Sonic. And when Sonic calls, "Hey, Eggman, uh, are you back?" is met with a barrage of missiles. Eggman screaming, here it comes, Rodent, right from the show. From the show? The show. I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be a TV star. Which, I actually was not sure what this was a reference to. I originally thought this was like a reference to like, Sad AM, you know, being a, a TV show and all that. But upon my research, it turns out Ian Flynn is referencing a specific AOSTH YouTube poop. Wait, What? Yeah, it's just one line where Robotnik is just repeatedly saying, we're on the show, we're on TV, we're going to be on the TV, all that. I'm like, that's such an esoteric reference. What the hell? Bro, what the fuck? This is, what, this is 2011? 2010? 2009 at the least. But I'm just saying, like, Ian. Bro, that's the
1: the deepest kind of, the deepest kind of, the deepest shit.
0: Ian, you are lost in the sauce now. Reel it in. Holy fuck, this is, I I have no words, this is too powerful, man. <laughs> Sonic sees this as like, okay, you're not lucid, uh, we then move to the Iron Queen, ordering the Yagyu and the Legionnaires, mobilized to deal with the Eggman thing, as Conquering Storm arrives to report, Espio failed his mission and has been recalled to the Shinobi clan. So she just figures, okay, we'll handle the Master Emerald thing later, um... Conquering Storm, go back to the Dragon Kingdom, keep the other houses in line. And she agrees with a bit of a cunning look on her face. Snively says to the Iron Queen lovingly that her pod and the forces are ready to go as she storms past him, saying that she will not have her conquest marred by his stupid uncle. Fellas, looks like the honeymoon period is over.
1: Yeah, kind of, kind of seems like it, at least in my mind, you know. Uh. She goes, leaves the defenses of the egg dome to the legion.
0: Grandmaster Dimitri, you are in charge, which he accepts. And as she leaves, Dimitri intends to retreat to his lab. Landah, you're in charge.
1: Base. <laughs> Base. <based. laughs> Dimitri says, eh, fuck this shit, I'm out. And then
0: landa is like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And then she fucks <laughs> off, leaving the one legionnaire who's with them, like, going, am, am I in charge now? Is it
1: me? Am, am I, I the one? Am I the guy now? Tails is kind of shocked uh, back in the Great Forest as we cut uh, to... You know, Robotics reappearance. Talking about uh <laughs> the fact that, oh my god, what the fuck? It's Dr. Robotic, he's back, and sucks just like Yeah, it isn't, it, it isn't. It. Uh, he's been running in the same circle for five minutes now. And uh he asks Tails to be a pal and just disable the guns. I don't think he even sees you. Tails kinda just shuts the whole thing down from there. He does make an interesting remark. This one doesn't seem that tough. You could have trashed it. No problem. Sonic replying, yeah, I suppose. And Tails then asking the question as the uh, tortoise shuts down and Robotnik cries out, "Uh, why tortoise no worky? Very, very 2009 Leet speak. Uh, uh, Ooh speak, sorry.
0: Hey, look, it was Leet speak, all right? You gotta say it with your fucking chest,
1: all right? You fucking kids,
0: you fucking kids, you're shit. It's not ooh speak.
1: This shit evolved. You are not the originators. Yeah, you're not the original, bro. Boomers yell at old memes. Yeah, it's us. It's us. We're the boomers. Tails asks, you're not going easy on him, are you? And Sonic kind of says that, yeah, I guess I am. Tails is shocked by this. Why? Well, Sonic's reason is interesting. Mm -hmm. I really wish I knew. I mean, I've had no trouble wanting to kick his big old butt in the past. Everything he's done is unforgivable. But, But this is different somehow. I didn't just beat him last time, I broke him. And as stupid as it sounds, that kind of makes me feel bad. Please tell me I'm making some sense. To which Tails replies in a bit of an annoyed tone, none that I can follow. I don't think he deserves any sympathy at all. Based. Very based. Very based of Tails. But that doesn't mean we have to be cruel in how we handle him. So I guess I can understand you feeling like you crossed the line yeah maybe that's it
0: thanks they agree civil thing is just to arrest him leaving him with the iron dominion would be kind of cruel and tails agrees but you know be careful here eggman may have lost his mind but he's still dangerous you know so sonic climbs up to the cockpit doc we're done fine today but come with us we can fight some more another time huh what do you think and eggman says nothing but responds by punching him in the face And screams, yeah, he finally got the hedgehog. He never saw it coming. And he just has a laughing fit. Falling out of the cockpit and passes out.
1: Sonic and Tails decide that the best course of action is that they're going to take him back to Mobotropolis. But as they decide to leave, uh, well, the Iron Dominion shows up. Tails uh, is sent on his way by Sonic to take uh, Mr. Robotnik back to the city. And he's going to have to deal with all of the Iron Dominion, seemingly. That is the
0: end of that story. We do have another story B, Flynn and Pepper's uh, doing the, the creative team here. So we open, laying Da on her bunk. She thinks it's a, it's a little bullshit that, despite her being commissar, has to bunk with the grunts. Which I kind of do want to comment. Like, that is a little bullshit, but like, fuck you, Landa. you don't deserve anything nice. She even says, though, I shouldn't even be Commissar, I should be Grandmaster. We flash back Many years ago, when the Dark Legion was still in the Twilight Cage, her brother Kragok, they're both long overdue to seize their birthright. When they were both Commissars under Grandmaster Luger, their father, and still trusted him completely, she still knew that Kragok was dangerous, but never gave him enough credit for his cunning. Leynda and Kragok planned to be the first joint Grandmasters of the Dark Legion, Lane Da even taking care of their stepmother and working around their father, no qualm about it, seeing more Tori as more of a father figure to herself. So, Kragok gave her a weapon to take care of Luger. It's highly experimental, so be careful, you only got one shot. At best, he'll vanish without a trace. At worst, it'll look like some kind of ZOA attack, but it may be unstable. And we'll see the weapon overloading in Lane Daw's arms. Moving into a hospice care bed. Kraygok is overseeing Lane Daw covered in bandages. Saying she's very lucky to have completed your mission and survive. Simon has been asking questions, yes. But I can handle him. Unfortunately, I have some bad news for you. You've been out for quite a while. With Luger gone, leadership needed to continue. So I had to step in as Grandmaster while you recovered. And to promote you now would just be confusing, right? So look, you'll be Commissar under my side. No worries about that. And as he steps away, we see Leyenda, angry crying out of her one still working eye.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes. Yes, Leyenda's song. Give it to me. Give it to me all. I need it. I need it. I need it. She got got. And while Leyenda recalls that Kragok did
0: remain true to his words, after that I could never trust him waiting for it to be my turn. Luger, Kragok, Remington, Dimitri, and all keeps getting taken away. But then Dimitri calls for her. Come to the lab. And she goes with her head held high. It is my destiny, my right, to be Grandmaster of the Dark Egg Legion. And I will take it.
1: It's always sunny, panel pops up. Linda does not take control of the Dark Egg leadership.
0: So that's the end of 205. Sonic the Hedgehog number 206. Flynn and Butler, the creative team. Tails is insisting, Sonic, you can't take them all on at once. But Sonic says, Look, don't worry. There are three whole other clans not here. And the whole of the Legion isn't here either. So how many here, Queenie? A hundred? Max, and she's amused by his overconfidence. The Iron King saying he's driven you out once and attacked your whole city with no consequence. You're doomed, little hedgehog. Sonic reiterates. Tails, get Eggman to New Metropolis As he boosts past the Iron King, homing attack, chaining the saucers the Yagyu are riding on, and they're all down, he just says, I got this. And Sonic delivers quite the line. Just a heads up, guys. I had this evil double once. Conquered his whole planet on his own. Want to see what happens when I let loose like that? Raw. 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 I read that line and I was just, I, I like honestly took a step back. I was like, hey, yo, hold up. Hey, yo, hey, 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 hey.
1: <laughs>
0: Tails is uh, dragging Eggman back, complaining about Sonic getting to have all the fun. Meanwhile, at New Mobitropolis, Khan runs into Sally, asking to talk. She says she wants to, but I gotta catch up to Sonic about this thing Nicole pinged. And by the way, uh, didn't Quack order you some bed rest? Yeah, but, you know, I'm just out for fresh air, nothing wrong with that, right? As they see, outside the gate, Tails dragging in a sleeping Eggman like a sack of potatoes, Says it feels like his tails are about to pop off. Khan lifts Eggman up over his shoulders, struggles just a touch, Tails tells Sally, alright, what happened? And Khan thinking that it might be about time to go finish these things off and go help Sonic, but Sally thinks it's better to have Eggman as a prisoner. We have some sway over his sub-bosses like this. So Nicole, prepare a cell for our guest, and then give a call to our active freedom fighters, get a transport ready, we have a chivalry charge to make. Meanwhile, Sonic is just uh, having a good old time with the Dominion, knocking on their heads, the queen is pissed that this is just Mount Stormtop all over again. And Snively is just saying, hey, well, this is just a minor setback, my love. I, I promise you. And then she screams at him. I will not accept your usual failures. I want victory. Junkun finish this. And Sonic, about to charge into the Iron King, now really in over his head. And is once again knocked back by his armor. The Iron King goes, face my Trevor mace with honor hedge swine. But Sonic goes in, swing bat about a swing, and with a hit, Sonic is knocked away, dazed, and kind of remembers, oh yeah, I, I actually need to, uh, worry, actually about I have to worry about you. <laughs> uh. The Iron King picks up Sonic's body. None can compare with my power. And the Iron Queen thinks that this will be a suitable trade for the Doctor. But a voice calls out, that's assuming you can hold him. Ah uh, yes, the people who let me get away with my bragging half the time. Sonic says, seeing on a saucer, Tails, Sally, Amy, and Antoine charging in on their little plane, and I like to imagine at some point Tails was blaring la cucaracha on the horn. (laughs) (laughs) A laser shot destroys the saucer, the freedom fighters bail, Antoine and Amy rush the king, dazing him, and carrying Sonic, Tails, he suggests the old one too, takes out Snively and the queen's eggmobiles, and sticks the landing sally orders a tactical retreat the iron king rushing in amy and antoine says they will pay for marring his armor but is ordered to catch the queen's falling eggmobile snively notwithstanding antoine sees behind that hey they're giving serious chase here like uh but sonic says oh god oh gee oh man it's just too bad that there's no one here who is incredibly fast and then one by one he rushes all the freedom fighters back into the city The last one being Antoine and Sonic just kind of jogging alongside him saying, well, I mean, since we're so slow and all, you're not funny. I'm about to be smashed. (laughs) Sonic brings Antoine inside. The portal closes and the king smashes his mace across the shield. You will not deny me. As Sonic turns to Nicole, we will, right? Yeah, the shield's holding up fine, but... I'm still feeling that weird distortion. Sally thinks that Nicole should get a diagnostic, but Nicole says that's not necessary. We're safe, I promise. We then see Bunny and Khan walking toward the shield, mocking the Iron King and Queen of their denied victory. Why don't you guys just call it a day? The Iron Queen says you will pay for this insult. We will receive for now. And then we see Snively wheezing, crawling on all fours that he just caught up and march past him. Meanwhile, at the detention center, Sonic goes to see Eggman, but Eggman, again, not 100% here, sees him and thinks he's Sir Charles.
1: Sir Charles? No, his nephew. Ah, yes. Be a good boy around the lab. I'll promise I'll I'll find a way to help your daddy. Isn't it so nice that the Great War is over? War. Over. Wait, if the war is over, who are you? Sonic? Ah, so I missed. How do you like that smoldering crater that is your kingdom, your majesty? Uh, Eggman maniacally laughs at this point. Ah, I'm Mobian. I'm in captivity. Did I already defect? <laughs>
0: yes, it's the Great War. You're in protective custody. Ah, I will rest with my audience for the king then. So Eggman just falls asleep at that. Sonic just does a whatever, pass it off, and walks with Khan. And Khan asks why are you showing Eggman kindness like this, especially after all he's done to your people? And Sonic's response, I don't know. I move too fast to be vengeful all the time. I just do what's right in the moment. And Khan is like kind of taken aback with that answer. (laughs) He's
1: dumb, literally dumbfounded by it because he, it's it's not, he doesn't expect this from Sonic,
0: right? Yeah, in fact, his direct quote, you're either a Zen master or a fool, but impressive either way. So, we're seeing, like, a nice contrast between these two characters. Monkey Khan being, like, mournful over his regrets, but you have Sonic basically saying it chest-held high, like, no, I don't regret this one bit, not at all. This is the right thing to do, 100%. And that, that that hits. That really hits. We then move on, uh, Sonic thanks Khan saying, thanks for uh, helping Bunny get her little victory today. That was cool of you. Now, meanwhile, in the Egg Dome... Snively knocks on Regina's chamber door, asking if she's mad at him, and she cracks the door open, saying, if you want to come back in here, find a way past the shield, and slams the door in his face.
1: Damn, she she really said, you ever want to get this pussy again, bitch? You open that shield. Fuck you. Our man's back to getting an L, you hate to see it. And now, that's the end of that
0: story. The story B, a continuation of the last time Flynn and Peppers again the creative team. Dimitri calls Lane Dawn into the lab. I got an update on the explosive Eggmans installed in the cybernetics. Well, she was under the impression that the chips the Iron Queen gave you would suppress the signal, right? And he says, yeah, that's true, but the chips make us completely susceptible to her tech. We'd basically be mindless slaves. And i spent some time modifying them. There's a lot of tamper protection in them. So as a result, I've only been successful with one chip. But, Landau asks, what if we were in control? What if we modify that chip to further act as a command chip and use her own power against her? We'd be able to control the Legion as a hive mind. And Dimitri says, yeah, that's possible. But I am not doing that. No way.
1: Not to my own people. And then Dimitri! Dimitri's shell snatches. It's just gone. Dimitri is in fucking shock. What, What happened? And then here comes bitch Linda walking all over the place because she's a bitch and nobody likes her. I overloaded your system so I could get some work done, like modifying the command chip and installing it myself. No, I need to map out the modifications so I can change the rest of the chips. No, I prefer having total control of my people. Thank you blast you linda why can't i move i disengaged your tendrils and hover bubble grandfather do try to keep it down we don't want to cause a stir don't do this don't betray your people don't betray the last of your family and remain second best for the rest of my life to take orders until the day i die i think not dimitri oh oh my god she's so fucking stupid
0: Yeah, this, uh, this is gonna, like, uh, have some ramifications here. Like, some really big ramifications? Good lord. So, Dimitri is, like, continuing to plead, like, you're not thinking. Uh, the queen is gonna... And then she interrupts. One day be defeated. And then from there, I will lead my people to glory.
1: And then she
0: puts Dimitri's head in a fucking box. Don't worry about air. You don't need to breathe. Just lay there until your battery goes out in a few months. Think small thoughts. And with how well you hid your lab, not even Snively will know where to find you. Ta-ta. So she leaves, reporting to the Iron Queen about Dimitri's desertion, and saying that she personally installed the chips amongst the Legion. So with that, the Iron Queen titles her the new commander of the Dark Egg Legion, Grandmaster Leand... Uh...
1: This can only end poorly for literally everyone.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what happened. I don't know why she just decided to choose now of all times to go sicko mode. But good lord, man. I'm glad at least Ian understands that this character is unlikable.
1: <laughs> yeah, Uh, uh as we have said many a time, uh, fuck Linda.
0: Yeah, so that's the end of uh Sonic 206. And that is the end of the main line we've got for you today. But we got some more stuff. We got some Sonic Universe stuff to cover. And as we mentioned in the last episode, this is kind of a, a bit of a redo, a bit of a, a bit of what-if scenario. What if the Knuckles comics were good? Because that is our focal character this time around in Sonic Universe. So now we open on Knuckles number, I mean Sonic Universe number nine.
1: Yeah, so to set the scene, we are in Sandopolis Zone. Uh, in the, Flynn
0: and Yardley, the creative team, of course.
1: In the Dingo Oasis Camp knuckles julie sue and mighty having a little convo with the general of the dingo army
0: general striker who i'm pretty sure is a nazi it's ken Pender's stuff man let's not touch let's not go there. yeah
1: yeah let's, let's not let's look, not go there yeah, let's not go there right knuckles asks all right i'm here what do you want General Striker asks for the files and a bird. I don't know the birds.
0: Okay, so this is actually a deep cut as well. So this bird is named Cat Weasel. This is a character that's been seen uh, a few times in the Knuckles comics. And, like, how do I put it? There, the, his introduction scene was, like, literally, like, uncalled for. Because he's just, like, being nice to Knuckles. Whereas Knuckles is just kind of telling him to fuck off. The point is, is that this character is kind of supposed to be, like... Annoying to Knuckles, but it's not done well. Again, that's, Pender that's, stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, this is this is this is a weird deep cut. Anyways, so uh Cat Weasel drops the files off in Striker's mouth and says, "I called you here because you lied to me. What do you mean by lied? Well, one of my scout teams found the Lab of Finitivus, and this is a hard copy of his notes on Project jack Reborn. Details everything from start to finish. It's been enlightening." And it proves that everything wasn't your fault. Knuckles replies in a very honest moment. I still attack blindly. I respect that guardian. But we're even in my eyes. I lost my son. You lost your father. Both our peoples were reduced to rags and exiled from the heart of the island. Ashes and dust in equal measure. That said, you were the one he used. So I'm giving you first dibs on taking him down. This is an interesting moment. I mean... You didn't really, I I didn't really expect this when I read this, that the fact that the dingoes who have held the the blood grudge against the Echidnas for so long now just openly are like, look, this is fucked. You were used. So, uh, here you go. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's cool to have, like, some level-headedness going on, and we're gonna get into a little bit as to, as to why. As they leave in the warp ring, General Striker says, with any luck, the both of you will finish each other off for me. We then move to see Vector and Ray standing in for Knuckles guarding the Master Emerald. Ray noticing that they're above down under where Angel Island used to be before it became aloft. Vector commenting about how he couldn't get away from down under fast enough. Ray won't let that comment go, and Vector, you know, gives in a little bit. All he says is that he hatched there, never knew my folks, ran around with a group of orphans around the outback, Things went south, I built a gyrocopter, and got out of there. And if you want any more than that, Ray, buzz off. (laughs) As we then see Ray being snatched away by an off-screen figure. And it turns out, it was a robot dingo taking him. Vector is able to chomp its tail and save Ray, but, uh, they
1: see a whole lot more coming in. So, uh, we cut to the desert of Sandopolis, uh, where we're just doing Dune now, I guess. Uh, Knuckles is riding on a sandworm, uh, with some dingo piloting it, right? Uh, asking, this is where Phinidivus is hiding out? Seems a little overt, don't you think? Knuckles, uh, Julius is saying, you had full run of the island for years. How come you didn't know about this place? Uh, Knuckles being honest, I had problems facing the desert when I-
0: His dad traumatized him. Fuck Lock.
1: Fuck Lock Lock. Yeah. <laughs> the same thought, same energy, same bravely. So Knuckles and Julie Sue walk around trying to figure out what's going on, kind of coming to the conclusion that these are very ancient ruins, right? Realizing, you know, they're ancient, but they're not a kid and a maid. Let's keep going. I want to see more. Mighty stays behind. And uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a great moment. It is. And it's also like a
0: pretty cool, like, callback to a little... A little something forgotten from the great Return to Angel Island arc. Mighty just asks, Hey, they may have not recognized you, but I did, Harry. What's wrong? You didn't say a word during the whole trip. And he opens up. He never liked being in the army. But being in the pocket zone, we didn't really have much of a choice. But I liked being a cad driver in a kidnopolis. Pretty boring until your crew popped up. And then Cage took over, forced me back into service, could have played by the rules, but I decided to be a double agent and help the Guardian's old man. But you left me behind, and Cage was not happy. And then when Enerjack tossed us out here, well, the General takes care of us now. He calls me a hero to his cause, so I'll stick with him. Mighty says, oh wow, I, I, I'm i sorry. I Everything moved so fast that day, We but Harry stops him. Save it, kid. I'm not angry. I'm just tired of your messes. You still got that warp ring, right? N- yeah? Then my job is done. Leaving on the sandworm they rode on rode in on, leaving Mighty uh, a little upset.
1: That was uh a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a very interesting callback as well because yeah, they did kind of forget about him, huh? The uh, I didn't mention this, but the art his like top half of his face is covered by his hood, but what we can see like a scar across his uh his muzzle. So like some shit happened to him and yeah. we're not going to know what exactly happened.
1: It's pretty crazy.
0: So while that conversation was going on, Knuckles, not so sure about the settlements They don't look kidna made he keeps insisting. But Julie-Sue reminds him, well, there were other people in Down Under, right? Yeah, but nothing this advanced. The pyramid here looks like something out of Albion. They're kind of going back and forth. Knuckles is like fucking debate-lording Julie-Sue over this shit and will not relent until Mighty walks past them, dejected. Just asks, hey, can we go after the psycho in the pyramid now? And Julie-Sue... Very happy with that suggestion, and follows Knuckles going after. The front door has a lock on it, retina scanner, but Mighty suggests, uh, why don't we knock, and punches the front door down. Inside, Knuckles sees the old architecture, and figures, this might be an old Albion stronghold. I've seen this kind of thing on the island way back then, but why would they put a research fortress in the middle of a primitive down-under settlement?
1: So... (laughs) Great moment, right? Great moment's about to come up. Julie says to focus on Phonidibus. Mighty, Gene Nux, I thought that after you hooked up with all your ancestors, you got all your answers about Echidna history. And that comment just activates
0: Knuckles's almond so goddamn hard. He just marches on through saying that someone is still keeping secrets from me. Now, when I made that comment about how this is like, you know, kind of a retread of the Knuckles comics... I didn't expect this. I did
1: not expect a literal retread of the Knuckles comics. That's really funny. (laughs) They said, yeah, remember Echidna lore? We do too. (laughs) Knuckles is pissed about it.
0: (laughs) Uh, As we we all are. As we all are. As as we
1: all are, Knuckles is us in this situation.
0: (laughs) Mighty reels that, oh man, I I fucked up twice today, basically. And Julius who just reminds him, hey, Knuckles is just a hothead. Let's, Let's just keep it moving, bro. Meanwhile... At the Master Emerald Shrine, Vector and Rey are just fighting off the Dingo Horde, and they're losing. Ray comments about how he wishes Espio were here right now, but Vector screams, We don't need that traitor. As Dingo Bots are closing in on the Master Emerald, and inside the Pyramid, Julie, Sue, Knuckles, and Mighty are caught under a trap door, falling into a room with lasers above, spikes on both sides of the walls, and they're closing in. They're trapped. But Knuckles says not for long. I need some answers. And that's the end of Sonic Universe number 9.
1: On to 10!
0: Flynn and Yardley, the creative team, once again. So Knuckles figures that this was a finitivist trap. There's no time to break them down. Mighty sees that this is a pretty sturdy trap, but Julie Sue, she probably can get through the laser grid. As there's a comment, uh, anyone else wishing they took Master Emerald Guard duty? Speaking of, Vector and Rey are still fighting off the dingo bots, not making any headway. Rey wants to make a run for it, but Vector refuses to give up the Master Emerald. Cause if the Emerald gets taken, a lot of people in Down Under will get smashed, so we kinda got nowhere to go here. We're back in the pyramid. Mighty is able to hold the walls from moving any further. Knuckles and Julie-Sue shimmy to the front and gives Julie-Sue a boost and squeezes her through the lasers. Singes her tail, but no biggie. She finds the controls, but can't make her way into the system. Knuckles and Mighty are starting to get tired from holding the walls. Nothing's working. Julie-Sue pulls a Knuckles, as I put it, and blasts the control panel (laughs) and turns off the trap. Even though she's in her tears through desperation, Knuckles and Mighty come out of the trap. Knuckles commenting, oh, this isn't really a hack of your forte, you know? But further inside, they find Phinidivis' setup, ransacked by Stryker's boys, but they probably were not able to get into the the database. Then Mighty calls. He finds a still-active warp ring further in the back.
1: So we cut to uh, Angel Island and Ray, you know, in in, in a moment of interesting heroics says, uh, All right, then. Looks like it's up to me. Vector saying, Ray, what are you? I didn't want it to come to this, but now you face Super Ray. <laughs> Vector's expression is just, oh. So number one, this was really prophetic. Prophetic as fuck. Ian, <laughs> I- Ian Flynn once again. Uh, predicting the future because you know you, you, you sometimes you just do that right? Just be like that yeah as the dingo bots fly off in fear vector just
0: says hey uh when could you achieve a super form and ray just says oh i just bluffed <laughs> <laughs> but vector is just like oh oh uh, yeah yeah i i knew that you know i had to play along or you know they'd figure it out but um let's just pretend i didn't know how you pull that off huh And Ray says, well, Knuckles once told me the Master Emerald is actually reactive to anyone. It's just that Chaos Energy is more compatible to certain people more than others. As we see Ray pulling a string of Chaos Energy from it. And Vector puts a finger near the Emerald, gets a little small shock of it, and just calls it an impressive move. Now, back in the lab, they figure, oh, the good doctor must be away on business and decide to go into the open ring portal. And upon passing through, they're all back outside, screaming for Phinidivus to come out and face him. But Julie Sue says, hey, hold off. We're not even on Angel Island anymore. And they look up, seeing the island above. So Julie Sue says, all right, look. Proof that there were ruins here long before the island went aloft. And Knuckles says, yeah, look, but there were no settlements back then. Being interrupted by Phinidivus himself. None that you know of. And he books it. They're being chased by the three. He's got a lot to answer for. He's got to answer for what he did to Knuckles' father, for what he did to the Echidnas, and
1: of course, what he did to Knuckles. So Phinidivus answers in kind. What I did, I made him a god. I made him part of the world's rebirth. I helped to weed out the aged and corrupt Echidna race, and Locke died by his own stupidity, if not his hubris. He is completely and totally right about the hubris part. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to answer to you of all people. And then Knuckles decks him in the face and throws him on a wall and hits him with the fists right up to his neck. Phinidivis says, Hello, Knuckles. You're sick and your mind." And then a sound comes out of nowhere. Now what? Once again, we cut back to Angel Island. Ray and Vector having a nice little conversation. Have you ever seen robots like that before? No, but I've heard of them. They sound like the robots Crockbot used to use. But Sonic destroyed it for good, right? That's what I thought. That doesn't mean Robotnik's hold on Down Under was gone for good, though. Well... Vector replies, talking about how they're over Down Under and uh, asking if he has a, wa- uh, Ray, if he has a warp ring and decides that he's going to take a little trip. Hates to leave the Master Emerald alone, but they need to find Knuckles. And it seems like something's happening because the island is shaking now. Wondering what it is, uh, Ray accidentally falls over. But, you know, he can fly. He catches himself. It's all Gucci. So we cut now to giant fucking chain hooks being shot from the around the perimeter of where angel island uh, originally became a loft yeah now Finitivus in a great question asks what will it be boy cave in my skull now or we can save your precious island
0: that's the end of number 10 and boy oh boy what a development
1: Indeed, great issue. Uh, the the part where Knuckles just completely and totally fucking smashes the ever living fuck out of Finitivus is uh,
0: yeah that that's, that's just great art. And seeing like Knuckles grab him by the cape and just like boom, 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 great,
1: love that. Yeah, wonderful. So issue number eleven, Flynn and Yardley. As always, we open. Finitivus says, "Knuckles, you're in quite a pickle, huh?" But he has
0: none of it. Knuckles is just continuing to throw Finitivus around. I know you're behind all this. How did you activate those chains? Why is your lab in a bunch of ruins that shouldn't exist? I want answers. And Finitivus calmly responds, and yet you ask useless questions. How could I have chained Angel Island while you were throwing me into walls? My choice in locations is none of your business, and I neither had the time nor inclination to fill in the gaps of your guardianship indoctrination. All the while, uh, Mighty is just holding Knuckles back from just having another go at him.
1: Finitivus continues. Finitivus continues. The real questions right now are who did this and how do we rescue your precious island? Julie Sue responding, and we should believe you care why? Finitivus responding, of course, because I need the Master Emerald to further my research. It is at risk now, so I am deeply concerned. Knuckles, pissed out of his mind, says, I've got a team watching the Master Emerald. It's safe, especially from you. And on cue, Vector and Ray show the fuck up, and Knuckles just face palms while Finitivus laughs. When they step out, Ray mentions about the dingo bots that
0: attacked him. Mighty pointing out calmly, did they look like dingoes with wings? Yeah, why? Oh, then, they just followed you here. They all get ready to fight. Stance up. Finitivus included. Very happy to be fighting on Knuckles' side. Knuckles not too pleased. They're saved in by some by some people we haven't seen in a hot minute. The Down Under Freedom Fighters. Walt Wallaby, Barbie Koala, Wombat Stew, Guru Emu, and a new character we haven't seen before with them. Thrash the Tasmanian Devil. Now, I need to stop and stress something. This is a very crucial character that we're being introduced to right now. And I'm kind of surprised we're being introduced to him this early on. But for the time being, pay close attention to him. Pay like real close attention to him, I should say.
1: Yeah, he he looks a little less like a Tasmanian devil. Almost kind of looks like an echidna. Yeah,
0: that's really weird, huh? It's a little strange, isn't it?
1: He almost looks like Knuckles.
0: Yeah? Has the same, like, mark across his chest, too, if I recall.
1: Uh, it's, it's a lot more jagged, but yeah, it's, but yeah. It's, 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 it's almost, again, weird. I actually do not know what that plot point could be. Oh, so you're
0: going to be in for a fucking treat, let me tell you. Oh, oh God. my God. So, uh, I digress. They introduce each other, share pleasantries, and it seems like, uh, the Down Under Freedom Fighters and Vector kind of have a shared history. And Barbie says that, uh, you know, Vector's got a lot of nerve to come back, as Vector says it wasn't exactly his choice. And Thrash seems not very kind about meeting with Echidnas, with Emu saying, Oh, I sense a lot of hostility here. Let's go somewhere safe and connect.
1: He's, he's a bit of a hippie, if you, if you couldn't tell.
0: Yeah. The Down Under Freedom Fighters take the chaotic to their hideout, Knuckles telling them the deal around the fire. So Guru mentions that their fight is pretty small peas compared to the Chaotix's, even taking the Dark Egg Legion into consideration. And when he mentions that, Knuckles and Julie Sue are surprised to hear that there's a Legionnaire faction out here. But, turns out they're actually a platypus army. The Legion in New Megapolis are exclusively Echidnas. Wow, segregation in the Legion, who would have thought? I'm, so, I'm shocked. What? Wow. Do, uh, no Nove, No dude. No,
1: no No, no, way, no No bro. No way.
0: The Down Under Freedom Fighters story is that one of their own, Bill Platypus, was brainwashed by Krokbok to incite riots around the continent. And though Sonic helped them rescue him, months ago, Bill rejoined Eggman's cause of his own free will. And now he leads the Down Under Dark Egg Legion with a bunch of other platypi, leading him poorly, might I add. And Wombat Stu comments that he was one of Jeffrey's secret service and left when he heard about all this, left just before Knothole burned to the ground.
1: Hey, that's a name we haven't heard in a while. I wonder what that's about. Yeah, uh, really, really good question. Thrash filled the vacancy in the group. It was uh, his own quest, as he puts it. It was turning up bunkus. <laughs> bunkus. <laughs> Bunkus, that's a great word. I love that. So I figured I must a few heads for a good cause. Knuckles decides
0: to join forces. Tackle both situations at once, so says Walt. And he decides to bring Knuckles outside. Let's talk strategy away from certain ears. So when they're outside, Walt asks, Do you trust Finitivus?" No. We're only working together for convenience's sake. Walt figured. Because uh, he comments to Knuckles, He saw Phinidivis working with the Legion a couple days ago, and an enraged Knuckles figures as much, but Walt tells him, Hey, hey, hold on. I heard about the situation, and I figured a plan out. You take your own to the Rim. You guys get your island back on course. We'll take Phinidivis with us, and he won't be coming back, so he says. Which is like uh, kind of raw, kind of based a little bit. Kind of based, a little
1: based, a little
0: like based. My man Walters be like, well, we'll snap his neck for you. Don't you fucking Yeah, we'll worry. fucking kill him. We'll, yeah. we'll fucking, yeah.
1: So uh, the, uh, wait, hold on. Emu, What's the emu's is, name? It, literally his name is Emu. <laughs> yeah. So Emu shows up and hits him with the I do not. I'm not a fan of this plan. My nonviolent ways aside, ganging up on someone <laughs> is bad karma, man. To which Jack responds. Then you go with the Chaotix and help them free their home. Will that work for you, Guru? Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I I always appreciate stoner hippie characters uh, in, in, in media. So uh, I fuck with, uh, with Guru. I fuck with Guru Emu. He's a, he's a cool dude.
0: Love him. So the teams begin to split up. Guru goes with the Chaotix to the crater's rim. Finidivis with the down-under freedom fighters. But Julie Sue says, hey, you're leaving out two people here. Uh no I'm not, Knuckles says, and gives a warp ring to her. You and Ray are going home. And she protests this, but Knuckles says, Hold on, look. You can watch our backs with Ray. You're one of the best fighters I've ever faced, and to me, you're the perfect candidate to watch the Master Emerald for me. And she accepts that answer. And even though uh, Mighty does poke fun a little bit about how uh, somehow you can kick my butt being a romance line, which I gotta say, Mighty, let my man Knuckles live. He's into a woman who can kick his ass. Which, come on, who doesn't?
1: Come on. It's true, it's true, it's true. Only cowards are not into that. Vector uh, being uh, hyper red pilled as fuck, saying, dude, I still think he's tripping rings to mutating her. <laughs> Why is he like this? Yeah, he's, 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 Vector has low-key incel shades at times. Let the man be. Let him be happy.
0: Can't have anything in this fucking house. Can't have shit in Detroit.
1: (laughs) You can't have shit in Detroit. Akinopolis is Detroit, by the way.
0: (laughs) It sure is. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Anyway. No, it does. The Chaotix arrive to the crater's rim. Knuckles sees that there are warp rings on the chain. And that's where he concludes Finitivus was behind this this whole time to which they are bombarded by legionnaires and dingo bots. Now, we then move to the bottom of the crater. The whole place is an encampment for the the Down Under Legion. And Fenitavis with the freedom fighters, amused to be part of a strike team, as Thrash grabs him, saying he won't have much time left to enjoy, as Walt reminds him, Keep it professional here, buddy. And Finitivus taunts him, saying... His breed is useless next to the rest of the mongrels my kind perfected. Which fucking activates him. Shut your filthy face as he goes for the punch. But Venetavus opens a warp ring in space to teleport his fist to hit Walt's head. Stu and Barbie try to engage, but can't even touch Venetavus with his warp ring manipulation. And all the while, he's still taunting Thrash. Easy there, boy. Heal. Stay. And even though Thrash is continuing to swing, Finitivus keeps warping, saying that Thrash is just the reminder of a failed experiment. As Barbie pins Finitivus to the wall, don't send a thug to do a merc's job, but is shot in the back. And on the rim, Knuckles is fighting the Platypy Legionnaires, but they're on the defensive. Mighty's been taken out, Vector is swooped up by Dingobots, and Guru peacefully surrenders to keep in line with his pacifist nature, much to Knuckles' shock. Violence
1: is rarely the answer. You have to listen to the dream time. Everything is connected. We are meant to be somewhere.
0: Which surprisingly, is actually, actually he's right, but we'll get to
1: that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So Knuckles (laughs) tries to take on more of the Dark Egg Legion, but is shot in the back. Guru saying as he passes out, you should have gone with the flow, man. Knuckles wakes up in a cell. Mighty, Vector, the Down Under Freedom Fighters all there. Finitivus holding his, his dreadlock and says, For at last, for a moment I feared the Legion had finished you off. Of course you wouldn't be a guardian if you didn't stubbornly delay the inevitable.
0: And we see Finitivus lording over Knuckles with Bill Platypus by his side. That's the end of, uh, universe number 11, folks.
1: We're moving on to 12, and this is our last issue today. Flynn and Yardley, again, the creative team.
0: Wow, dude, Finitivus is a sh- traitor. Wow, what a shock. Who could have seen wow, this coming? Wow,
1: yeah, I mean, I was so, so surprised by this twist. I know. So,
0: what's the story?
1: Well, Finitivus ran into the local Dark Egg Legion while
0: investigating these ruins. While he doesn't care for Eggman or the successor, the iron whatever, we all have a shared destiny here. The Master Emerald. I agree to share my technology with the Warp Rings to secure Angel Island, and in return, I may study the Master Emerald at my leisure. And Knuckle says, well, what are you talking about? You already hexed it and turned me into Enerjack. What more do you want? And Finitivis laughs. There's so much more to learn from here. So now, the plan is to drag the island back into the crater. As he walks out with Bill. Hey Grandmaster, look for a woman echidna and some squirrel child. They should be here somewhere. But Bill says he plans to stay behind. I must talk with my former teammates. And then the door closes. He pulls out a remote, saying he's been waiting a long time for this. And with the press of the button, the down under freedom fighters, and Chaotix, are freed from their chains.
1: Dun dun dun! Oh my god! It's the traitor turn traitor!
0: So Bro, what the fuck, man? You have a lot of explaining to do. What's going on? Bill apologizes for everything and tells his side of the story. After the incident with Crocbot, Bill became seen as kind of like a de facto leader of the platypy Mobians. And when Eggman came back around to Downunda, they demanded he side with them. He did so reluctantly, partially because he wasn't really able to convince anybody. And after that, he and the Platypi were legionized, and set up base in the crater, and you know the rest. There wasn't really any way for me to contact you guys. I just, the all I could really do was try to run this legion into the ground, but I had to make some ground gains in order for Eggman not to be suspicious. So Walt says, buddy... This is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Thanks.
1: Aww.
0: And Bill says, well, thank you for understanding. So now what do we do? Well, Bill says you kind of got an opportunity right now. So act while you can. Well, all right. Walt says, and hey, if you try anything, you'll face the wrath of our boy guru. Uh, you're still a pacifist, right?
1: Shaw, dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So everyone starts to break free. Thrash does a sonic scream to break down the door, and they rush out. Down under Freedom Finders, will handle their home. You handle yours, Chaotix. But with the island still a few miles up, no warp rings left, uh, what do we do? Mighty has an idea. Just fucking yeet knuckles up there. (laughs) And he's thrown up directly to the shrine. Right as Finitivus is about to have his moment with the Master
1: Emerald, and he actually tries to reach out to Knuckles. Knuckles, oh, why should I be surprised? Let's not rush to violence. I apologize for using you before, all right? I didn't think a devout guardian like yourself would be able to see see the world's situation clearly, but now that you have seen through my eyes, now that you see what you can do, will you join me in saving the world this time? And Knuckles just says, all I'm joining is my fist to your face. The last thing this world needs is another Enerjack. Oh no, you poor naive boy. There has always been an Enerjack throughout the ages. Granted, I may have rushed the scenario with you, but what is science without trial and error? Wait, Dimitri was the first Enerjack. That was only a few hundred years ago. My boy, you've only scrapped the surface of our history. I can provide you with all the answers your forefathers could not and would not give you. The answer to the strange ruins on both this island and below, all the secret sins of Albion, and the truth to Enerjack and the goddess, in quotation marks, Aurora. Knuckles takes a second to consider. And then we cleanse this world like a garden gone wild. We're so much alike. We don't need to be enemies. Clarity and purity is what I'm offering, Knuckles. Anything you want. And in what is considered the ultimate based moment in this entire section, Knuckles shedding a single tear. Anything I want. I want my father back. A right hook to Dimitri's face. I want to be able to face my mother again. A counter hook from Knuckles' left hand. I want to be able to face my people again. An uppercut from Knuckles' right hand. And I want punch. You punch. Off punch. My punch
0: island. And while Finitivus is or on the defensive, the last hit, Finitivus grabs and Counters. Counter. Child, spoiled with power, blind to reality, with no vision for the future. And then the two mirror-hit, their fists locking into place. Knuckles and Finidivis charged with chaos energy, both sides sizing each other up. Finidivis says, Knuckles, your lack of control with the Master Emerald is what allowed me to gain a connection to it. And the two clash once again. And now the two are chanting calls prayer to each other their own versions
1: respectively
0: knuckles saying the servers are the seven chaos chaos is power power enriched by the heart the controller exists to unify the chaos while finitavis recites his corrupted incantation the servants are the seven chaos chaos is power controlled by my will the controller exists to enslave the chaos And when the two lock fists again, they're both knocked back and winded. But Phinidivis declares it enough and opens a ring portal under Knuckles, halfway up to his torso. Let's call this another experiment. What happens if I close a warp ring when you're halfway through it? But a shot from behind the altar directly hits Phinidivis, knocking him out and dissolving the ring. Julie Sue was watching Knuckles' back this whole time. And with Phinidivis dazed, Knuckles drags his body to the edge. Like I said before, get off
1: my island. And throws him off. Raw based. Okay, so obviously what's really funny is that Phinidivis is essentially trying to entice Knuckles with unironically more Echidna lore. It's like, it's like, (laughs) it's like, it's like Finitivus is almost Ken Penders. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. In this scenario, kind of, he's like, hey, you want more Akindalore, right? Look, I'm dangling it. You want some Answers Nucleus? And Knuckles is like, fuck no. And he just starts punching and he goes all out. This is a really good scene. Very raw. Big fan of it. The entire sequence of Knuckles just going all out, not giving a single fuck what any of this shit means anymore. He just wants his friends back. He wants his family back. He doesn't care. Fuck all this Echidna lore. I am Knuckles.
0: I am me. We then move to the crater. Julie Sue and Knuckles talk to Thrash in front of a warp ring. He's asking about the Echidnas. Yeah, half of them about so do work for Eggman, but the other half are hidden away for their safety. And Thrash figures that to be a case. Sure would be a terrible thing for the last of your kind to be wiped out. It's a very interesting thing to comment, Thrash. Uh, what's up with that,
1: buddy? What's, uh, what's, 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 up, with, uh, what's up with that kind of uh, weird-ass statement? So what's next for him? Julie Sue asked. Well, the boys
0: around here have things under control, so I think I'll get back to my old quest. And takes his leave in the Warp Ring. The Chaotix watch the sunrise on the Emerald Altar. All happy to get things back to normal, despite never finding Phinidifus' body, but Knuckles just figures whatever, I know he'll be back. Julie Sue tells Knuckles she thinks that Phinidifus' offer was tempting, and Knuckles admits it really wasn't. Knowing him, he probably would have twisted the reality of the situation or whatever, but even if he told the whole truth, it's not worth exchanging what he has now. An answer Julie Sue loves. Now, meanwhile, in the crater, Phonidimus looks around the rubble of the Down Under Legion, monologuing. Knuckles, you baffle me. Is your thinking so simple that you're actually protecting something worthwhile? How sad. But if that's the case, you're beyond saving. But that doesn't mean you can't be useful. I have many more plans, and your life is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. That's the end of issue 12. That's the end of all the comments we've got for you guys today. And man, oh man, I'm a big fan of how this ended. I'm not going to lie. I am too. Of Knuckles just saying like, you know what? I don't need to know. Yeah, Finitivist may have some answers, but like, I don't want them. I'm happy with where I am now. It kind of sucks that I might not know about this, but you know what? I I have friends. I've got a group with me. I've got people who will have my back no matter
1: what. That's all I need. The beauty of that moment is really, it's, it's Ian saying, look, the Echidna lore isn't worth it. Who fucking cares? Knuckles will have Finitivus as his recurring villain. But Knuckles is just here to be him. And not some weird Christ figure analogy. Yeah, we don't need that. We have seen... We are in better
0: days, folks. You don't understand. We are in better days. <laughs> we are in much better days, yes. But yeah, that's the end of all of our comics today. And uh, man, what a show. What a show we've I know. had today. Oh my
1: god, we had we had so much shit to talk about today. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, Monkey Con had a little existential crisis. I really liked how it was the kids that, like, brought him back to reality
1: i did as well i thought that was really 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 cute and uh i'm i'm a big fan of the um the moral questions that are being raised about kind of like where sonic is at mentally and i i love all the stuff with eggman you know just being completely fucking off his rocker and just making shit posts essentially it's great i mean yeah this this set of comics was awesome and next time we have great comics as well as we are going to be Hopefully concluding the Iron Queen storyline in a pretty bombastic and crazy way. In fact, even Sonic
0: Universe is going to be part of the end. And let me see where exactly we're talking about. So, the next comics we've got for next time will be issues 207 to 209 of the main comic. And Universe 13 to 16. We will be finishing off that The Iron Dominion saga as it were. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really... I'm I'm so engaged with the comic story right now. You have no idea.
1: As am I. I'm really enjoying this. I think we'll see you guys next time
0: for the next episode of the Archie Sonic Digest. Uh, see you then. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. Not bad for someone who had COVID, huh?